Good morning, good afternoon, good night, everybody, wherever you're watching this video cast, wherever you are listening to this podcast, it is the Manchester City fan cat. What am I talking about, y'all? <laughs> I can't, I can't, I'm like reading the, the script. No, there is no script to this show. There's never been a script to this show. This is your Man City weekly show feature. We missed last week. You know, it just the scheduling and everything and technical issues. And I got sick during the middle of the week and it just got crazy. So it just didn't happen. Sorry, y'all. I'm, I know there are many, many of you missed us. Uh, more so, you probably more so missed Emma more than anything else. You all didn't really miss me oh, at all, okay. <laughs> uh, and so forth. But Emma is back. She's back. I'm back for the show this week. We got a lot to cover since we missed last week. Emma, thank you for joining us this week how are you i'm really good thanks how are you good I, i'm i'm really good myself i'm ready to get into this and and uh and so forth we got a lot to you know a lot to sort through and a lot to talk about um you know both positively and otherwise uh in terms of manchester <laughs> city the last couple of weeks uh and so forth but y'all you know at the end of the day you know we, we you know y'all know we're watching this that that chelsea lifted a trophy last you know yesterday uh at king's meadow uh down in london somewhere uh they won the title they won the fawsl not surprising wasn't shocking or anything like that it was a you know somewhat of a fait accompli but you know emma the great thing though is in as i was been talking with the other you know contributors is the fact that this has been a very unprecedented uh, champion, uh, not Champions League, it has been too, but it's been an unprecedented su- uh, women's Super League season. Uh, to you know, as far as the level of, of talent, the level of expertise, the level of, of competition, the fact that we go in that we were able to complete the entire season you know, with no major hiccups or major breaks and, and things like that. So, an actual team actually won the trophy instead of it being essentially awarded um you know we had going into the final sunday it's my favorite thing about how england does their football is that the last day you have every all the teams just play at one time you know no, yeah. no you know you know there might be you know it's like people listen to radios or looking at their phones to see what's happening in other matches as it's going on because you just don't want like a dead rubber situation and going into into yesterday emma though uh, and we do need to talk about, you know, uh, City against Birmingham City. But I, I just want to start with this, though, is going into yesterday, you had basically six WSL matches, four of which of those matches had something essentially writing on it for the most part. You know, uh, you had the fact that, I mean, the title had not been decided until yesterday. You know, there could have been a certain series of dominoes could have fallen and the, and the title could have changed, you know, could have gone to, to Manchester City as opposed to Chelsea if the dominoes had fallen the right way. The relegation situation was not completely settled. Uh, it could The dominoes could have fallen in a certain way for Bristol City, uh, you know, at West Ham and Birmingham and so forth. Um, and, uh, and even, I mean, though an, uh, a zombie apocalypse or an alien invasion would have been needed for Arsenal not to get the third slot in the Champions League slot away from Manchester United, but still that wasn't decided. So it was going into a kind of a potentially very exciting Sunday. Yeah, it did. And um, it was a shame, really. I mean, like you said, I, I love those kind of days. You know, you see it on the last day of the season, everyone's playing, you know, you're trying to keep up with everything that's going on. I almost want to be able to see what's going on, but obviously you can't have eyes on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a shame because I think it was a, a really good day in terms of matches. Obviously, there was a survival, the fight at the bottom of the table as well. That was just important as what was going on at the top of the table. Obviously, there were a few teams in the mix there too. So, And, and, and then that went down to the wire as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it was a really good day of football. And again, I think it just shows the like you talked about there, the quality, uh, you know, that we're seeing on, on display all season, really. Um, it's certainly, obviously, there's new eyes on the WSL here in the in, in England, which, you know, we've had huge, um, you know, uh, viewing figures on, on the games as well, which is, which is great. And not just here, just, you know, across the globe as well, which is brilliant to see, you know, loads of engagement with the game as well on social media. So, and like people like yourself, obviously, 
covering it, which is incredible because, you know, this is the Women's Super League, the women's game here in England has always kind of been overlooked, overshadowed by the men's game. And, and now it's sort of finding its own feet as well. And it's only going to go from strength to strength, strength to strength, sorry, which is really exciting. You know, and I've always been, you know, I've always been a football fan, you know, uh, on and off. And I, and I remember, you know, back, um, back, I think somewhere around 2007, 2000, I've always followed all the World Cups when I was, you know, growing up and when, you know, when I was in my early adulthood in the States and I've made many, many trips to Europe, um, you know, most of which to the, most of which the, to the continent, uh, you know, hence, my, you know, my fascination with like German football and so forth. But I remember like in the, you know, in the late 2000s, you know, following the Premier League, uh, you know, at that time and, and then, you know, uh, but what really just like turned me on to the to the Premier League and and kind of how things run was was in May of 2012 when I was like you know oh it's the last day of the season you know and and uh, you know Manchester City and Manchester United they could win the win the Premier League <laughs> that day and and uh, you know and, and and it's like it was and I so I was actually doing a consulting gig in Washington D.C. and I just was like all right let me just turn the game on. You know, this should be interesting, something to watch in the morning and so forth. I watched Manchester City against QPR. Like, I had no bloody idea who on earth QPR is, what they were, what QPR even stood for. I thought maybe it was a beer, um, you know, <laughs> potentially because, you know, um, and so forth. And um, and I'm watching Manchester City. And then, but the thing it was, was like the, the way the... They had on one end Manchester United playing, I think it was uh, Sunderland and then City against QPR at the Etihad. And, you know, and I'm like, they played these, these things at the same time. And depending on what happens here, it decides what happens here and who will yeah, lose the trophy. Screen. And it was a split screen. And, and like, and then, you know, Manchester City, of course, this is the most famous match in Premier League history, uh, I think, honestly, because um, it blew up the Premier League in the U.S. That match blew it up. Like two thousand fold in the United States, that one match did, and I, you know, I watched the you know city go down, and then I watched them come, you know, make the miraculous comeback, the Aguero goal at the end, and so forth. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm hooked on this. This is awesome, you know. And this was, and I was like, and it was very different than our our experience here in the U.S. with the American sports, where we're always kind of used to like a playoff system. Where, you know, the last day of the season, you decide who gets to go to the playoffs and then you have the playoffs and then you have like people getting knocked yeah. out like, in a you know, kind of a cup competition scenario in which people get knocked off on one off games until the end. And then you have like the Super Bowl or the World Series or the NBA finals or something like that. But here it was like, oh, who wins the league is the, the team that has the most accumulated points during the course of the season gets to win the league. Well, that makes a whole much more bigger sense. I know, you know? and th this is the thing, like, with American sport, I find it so complicated. It is. I just need to educate myself so much better. And so I, I need to, because I didn't know when I was watching that QPR match and I didn't realize they were not a beer. It was Queen Park Rangers, or Queen's Park Rangers, actually. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know who Sunderland was, and Sunderland has a very interesting storyline, uh, you know, also, but I would learn that many years later. Um, but I was like, I didn't know anything that there was an FA Cup or a Coca-Cola Cup or you know, these domestic cups. And I knew nothing about the Champions League. I knew, like, I, I just knew about the Premier League. That was it. I knew about, you know, um, you know, teams, the big clubs in, in the Premier League, you know, Manchester United, Manchester City, uh, you know, Liverpool, Chelsea. Uh, I had a this firm dislike for Chelsea for you know years because i didn't like i didn't like their manager i didn't like jose Mourinho, uh you know and 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 so forth so i had you know so that's how i got into it but i just loved how you know the the season the title gets decided at the last day with everyone playing at one time you know mm -hmm. uh and um you know and then i was thinking but the other thing i was thinking emma was like okay so i think it was that city was on top going into that day but what if things didn't go there were there two trophies because you know like what really? if <laughs> like what if was, you know? <laughs> I know. It, it was all what ifs what ifs but i think the thing is um i think <laughs> i heard nothing about there being a trophy or a display or anything at, um at, uh, west at the west ham game so 
I'm just assuming that everyone just, you know, knew that Chelsea were going to win against Wigan, and that was it, really. Well, according Um, to 538.com, Emma, it was like a 94% chance that Chelsea, yeah. there was like a 6% chance that, uh, or 4 to 6% chance that Manchester City would win the WSL trophy yesterday. I kind of I thought, okay, the first goal went in. I was like, okay. Second goal, I was like, mm. <laughs> you know I mean? You're talking about I mean, each, with, with Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean. And so I, you know, it's really, and, and so going, you know, reeling it to, to yesterday, I was like, okay, all right. So what am I going to watch? Because like all these games are at the same time and there's so many games of interest um, that I want to look at and can't watch them all. Well, I have multiple screens. I could do that. I can do them. I can do my own split screen. Um, now, interestingly enough though, the Chelsea match was on t- traditional, tv in the U- in the u.s so okay. uh you know so it was on regular television here um you know which made sense they're the you know they were the, the top team and so um and so forth so they made a big deal over here about chelsea winning and and so forth they they really did um so i was like mm. and then i was like yeah i'm talking with rob with cfcw social later so i better probably watch the chelsea match but i had to i admitted to him i was like after two or three nothing i was like no nah, i need to watch something else because this is fait complete at this point yeah. um particularly after two minutes i was like mm. and then i just kind of kept my eye on you know the score um you know with west at west ham um and i was like why is it still why is it still one nothing? <laughs> and then I and then I watched it later, and I was like, "Oh, now I saw what happened." So let's jump. So let's rewind the tape even a little bit further. Let's go back to Birmingham. So Birmingham. So one week ago, Sunday, May two, um, Birmingham, uh, Birmingham City and Manchester City, um, and that was also at uh, the Academy Stadium, and that was a four nil. Uh, and so forth. And, you know, Chloe Kelly gets two early goals um, to start off. And she's on absolute on fire. And she's been basically been on fire the entire season. We've been talking about her repeatedly being, you know, basically one of the top performers on the team, if not the top performer on the team. And she's absolutely on fire in this match and, and, and starts off in the first 25 minutes, getting two quick goals in 10th minute, 23rd minute. It's 2-0. And so forth, and it kind of drifts a little bit um, going into the second half. So, what were your early thoughts here and early impressions of the first half of Birmingham? Yeah, I thought we were relatively dominant. You know, um, Chloe was just having a fantastic game. You know, she looked such a, a threat on the attack that we expect to see anyway. But, the, you know, the fact that she got obviously a two goals, pretty similar goals, to be honest, you know. Um, right in front of goal. Um, I, you know, you you only kind of thought that she'd go on and find the hat-trick, to be honest, because, mm-hmm. you know, that's the type of player that she is. And obviously, unfortunately, you know, it didn't didn't end that way for, for Chloe Kelly. You know, I am so dis, dis- gutted for her, really. You know, given the season that she's had, the impact that she's had at the club at the debut season that she's had is... It's just incredible. You know, there's been a lot of people, obviously, not just City fans, but, you know, fans from across the women's game singing her praises for the impact that she's had at the club. And, you know, she's certainly up there for, you know, contention for player of the season. I mean, obviously, that'll probably go to one of the Chelsea players, you know, but she's certainly in the running and um, she's been fantastic. And, you know, so coming to a club at your first season as well, you know, I mean, Kirby, Kerr, you know, they've been at Chelsea, you know, for a couple of, well, Kerr obviously established, but Kerr, you know, she's come in and really hit the ground running this season, Samantha Kerr, but, you know, Chloe's doing this in her first season at the club and, and that's really incredible to see and it's been a joy to watch as well and I'm just really sad for her that it's ended like this with such a, you know, a serious injury and, you know, that sees her out potentially for, hopefully not all of next season, but... <laughs> you never know, you know, hopefully she'll have a good recovery. Um, you know, she's in, in the best place under the best care. Uh, you know, we've got really good for medical facilities, really good doctors for strength and conditioning. And, and hopefully, you know, we'll see her back on the pitch soon. But, you know, like I said, you're looking a long term sort of recovery here with an ACL like that. 
Yeah, and Chloe Kelly had, had quickly, during the course of the season, become my favorite player on Manchester City because I, I always am um, very – I have the warmest spot for players that both contribute in scoring goals but also create goal opportunities. And, and Chloe dem- has demonstrated the entire season that she does both. You know, yeah. and, and there, there we had actually talked about, uh, you know, ma- you know, comparisons with, uh, you know, Kevin De Bruyne, you know, on the men's side for Manchester City, you know, kind of the similar types of players that both can score and they're both, you know, uh, they're lethal on, you know, can creating opportunities, getting crosses in, getting the ball in the box, things like that for other players, but also being able to contribute in front of goal as well. And she had done that. I mean, in fact, if, I, if I'm if i looking at the stats correctly, I don't have them right in front of me, which is a shock, I'm sure. Um, you know, she actually... I think is tied for the the te- the club lead in goals and leads. I think the entire I think led the entire WSL in assists. If I'm correct, she had like ten goals and eleven as- eleven assists, I believe, during the season. If I'm correct, um, and so forth. So, um, and I was expect yeah, I definitely was expecting her to get a hat trick. I did not actually see the the the, um, the second half of that match because I uh, you know as my schedule goes I was watching it was was focused on Chelsea and it was then I started getting messages that like something had happened to Chloe Kelly and I was like oh shoot like what you know I was like completely like from everywhere with people were just messaging me fans of other teams as you were talking about were like messaging me like oh Chloe Kelly's okay I'm like what <laughs> what happened to, you know what happened to her and um and so I was like all right let me see what's going on and, and and I I you know I was like all right let me see this let me watch what happened you know so we're talking about you know in the 71st minute you know she's driving to to get that hat trick um you know uh you know it's still 2 nil at the time and it, it it looked at first like there was like just a collision of knees uh, you know, her knee collided with the the, the defender, um, you know, and she and she went down and it looked like one of her one of the had legs, her legs had planted, you know, in the turf. Not sure it would you know happen so quickly, um, but she it was it looked really bad and very, very painful, um, you know, and I, I just was like I was gutted. I really was when I watched that back. Yeah, I think everyone, you know, everyone was, yeah, you know. Like you said, it, it doesn't, you know, any player, you know, regardless mm-hmm. of the Absolutely, yeah. having, you know, that you don't want to see that happen. You mm-hmm. know, we've obviously seen that with um, the old, um, you know, in the um, County Cup final, wasn't it, against mm-hmm. Bristol. And, yeah. you know, you never want to see that happen. You know it's kind of not looking too great when the gas and air comes out. <laughs> but right, you look, absolutely, you know, yeah. Happen, you know, Ellen White, as maybe you know, they were around her and you know, they were trying to obviously make light of the situation. And mm-hmm. you know, that's it's devastating for a player, it's devastating, mm-hmm. it's devastating for the fans, and it's devastating for the club, especially you know, like you say, a player like uh, Chloe that's contributed so much to the season to the club uh, on a whole. And you know, you never want to see a player go out like that, yeah. and yeah, you, you never want to see any player go like that. And, and you know, you, you know, when you see the stretcher come out and you see the the gas and air come out, then you know it's, you know, and just it was painful. And and to have it happen in like in a, in a essentially in an empty stadium, so basically you hear everything that happens. So, uh, you know, it, it was really it was a, it was a hard watch. I mean, really, is a hard watch. Yeah. You know, when, when you see any player. Distressing. Uh, player go down and so um, you know so when I was told about it I was like oh okay and then I saw it and I was like oh I see I, I see yeah. um, you know um, but you know it, it, I keep it, it is it, if I'm correct I mean, it was a it was an ACL um, the, the the club has not really put out a whole lot of information about the 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 extent of the injury. We just know that it is an ACL injury and that she's going to be out for a while. There is no timetable. Uh, I suspect my my suspicion is is that you know we're looking at an extended period of time. You know we're talking months probably. Um, I don't you know surgery potentially involved. Uh, you know there. Um, so. You know, all hopes yeah. and prayers for her to, to be to make a very quick recovery, uh, as as quickly as recovery as possible, um, for her. 
um, and so forth. Yeah, I mean, she'll be she'll be getting prepared really for surgery anytime soon. I think they usually mm-hmm. wait a week or two for the swelling to go down before they operate. So. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know they would be wanting to get the operation done um, to you know repair, and then hopefully um, you know get on the way to recovery. So yeah, it's it's a long, intense, obviously recovery from something like that, and we just wish her all the very best with it. I imagine. Um, I also imagine that you know that you know, obviously has to affect the rest of the team. You know, just from a you know from a mental stand, it, it, I know it affected all the players that were on the pitch on both sides for the remainder. You know, oh, yeah. as the game was played out. Um, I mean, you can tell. I mean, I, I feel bad for Caroline Weir who ended up having to take the penalty for Chloe. Uh, and you know, and and you know, you can tell that was not typically Caroline Weir's you know best effort at a pen. Uh, you know, there that ended up not you know not getting through. It was ended up saved by Anna Hampton in the end. Um, you know, and Manchester City did was able to get a couple more goals. Um, you know, at the end, um, SMA Morgan scores at the end. Sam Mewis scores in stoppage time, and then game ends at four nil. But that wasn't the you know that really wasn't the four zero storyline was not scoreline was not the story. Uh, you know, unfortunately, of that match going through. Um, unfortunately. No, and I, I've got to say as well, I think Hannah Hampton had a fantastic game and goal for, for Birmingham. You know, I think she was, you know, it the deficit could have been a lot more. Uh, I thought she had a really good game. Um, obviously, the two late goals were, I think they, they were both set pieces. So, yep. yeah, it, it was it was a it was a really good effort from Birmingham. Obviously, they've had their issues this season themselves and it's been quite a... a well, how do you describe Birmingham season? I mean, it's been unbelievable, really. Uh, but they've done well, obviously, to keep up. Um, and hopefully things will improve for them in the summer. I hope they have a good summer and come back stronger next year. Well, ne- not next year, but next season, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Birmingham's city, uh, Birmingham City's storyline for the season, I, to be honest, it, it, it's a credit to everyone involved, the players and the coaches and the staff, that, that, that Birmingham has managed managed to stay up this year. You know, I think that's an excellent point, Emma, because I mean, the drama that they've ended up having to deal with in terms of their, you know, of, of their facilities and the, and, uh, you know, the pitch and training ground and in medical. And I mean, all the things that we've been, that we've been talking about need to be, you know, more, uh, equalized across the board amongst the clubs and equalized amongst gender and, and so forth that that got played out all season long with Birmingham. Uh, you know, at some point, you know, the, the players that had ended up meeting with the board or sending a letter to the board about the, you know, the extent of the, of the poor facilities that they were dealing with on um, poor medical. And there were pic- even pictures of, of, of their facilities on the internet and on Twitter. It was, it, it was, it's, has been a mess um and so forth so the fact that you know that the that club has managed to you know you know at least you know keep it and keep themselves in the wsl for one more season um you know really is a credit and and they have some very good players too and and i mean um you know hannah is one of them that we mentioned that you know goaltending position and for uh, for one from the stat standpoint was a complete city domination from a stat standpoint possession 82 percent passing accuracy 89 percent to 49 percent 827 passes to 179 um there were no shots on target for birmingham their xg in the match overall was 0.1 uh cities was 4.0 so right on target uh, as far as that was concerned, uh, other notable things, Georgia Stanway had six shot creating actions. Laura Hemp had four, Caroline had four, Kara Walsh had four, and Alex Greenwood had four. There were 36 uh, shot creating actions total uh, and seven goal creating actions total for Manchester City in that match. Um, and Lauren Hemp also had the most tackles on the on the side in that match as well. Yeah, and the only thing I can't believe is that Caroline Weir did not get on the score sheet. <laughs> like, she <laughs> That's had, true. <laughs> honestly, I mean, she had so many efforts. That, oh, she was so unlucky. Um, but I think Caroline yes. Weir had a really good, a really good game against Birmingham. She had a really good game against West Ham. 
and just again really unfortunate just not to get anything um in terms of a name on the on the score sheet yeah, yeah. caroline had six shots against birmingham and three of them on target and, yeah. and unfortunately none of them went in um and so forth for her so um ellie roebuck another um another clean sheet though she didn't wasn't really bothered <laughs> um against at Birmingham all. at all against no. Birmingham because <laughs> obviously um Birmingham played with like pretty much five on the back and they were really tight and um you know that's credit to how they set up really they certainly made it difficult for us I think that reflected and obviously um again sort of it, it could have been more but you know they were, were they were quite resolute at times so mm-hmm. I think 4-0 really doesn't necessarily reflect quite as well on Birmingham but they did play quite well you know it's despite their lack of opportunities in the game so speaking of goaltending performances um as we spoke about you know about Hannah over with Birmingham we have another uh goaltending performance uh to talk about with West Ham yesterday so that ended up being one nil what are you Emma what as you watch that one play itself out, knowing that 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 Chelsea was was through, they were through, they were going to win the title. What what was going through your mind watching this game against West Ham? <laughs> I'm not even going to tell you exactly what I thought we were playing that game yesterday. Um, I just, I just, oh, it was for me. It was a bit of disappointing, a bit, a bit of a disappointing performance. I think we didn't look as cohesive as we had done in previous games. I, I kind of expected a little bit more, um, you know, not for, again, not for lack of trying. You know, we certainly mm-hmm. had opportunities in the game, but uh, credit to West Ham. I, I thought they were really, really played really well, actually. Uh, I thought they set up really well. They wanted to stifle us and they did. Um, we just weren't on it. Again, and I think that I think yesterday's performance really um, showed our weaknesses and the areas where we need to look. You know, come the summer now, um, you know, we, we need um, to to get some extra firing power up front. You know, we're going to be without Chloe next season. You know, obviously, hopefully, we won't be without her for the whole of the season. But mm-hmm. like I said, it's a long injury; she's going to be out for a long time. So we need to really ensure that. You know we've got that strength and that um, you know power really up front because I, I really do feel that's like this season. I think Ellen White hasn't had the best season. I think um, in terms of goals, anyway, um, you know for a striker, um, ten goals in a season. Uh, you know in the WSL, I'm, I'm kind of got questions around that to be honest. When you say questions, what, what does that mean? Questions around, you know, ten. You know, I mean, so so, that that there should have been more production. Yeah, more return Mm -hmm. for sure. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can see the frustration. You you can see the frustration Mm -hmm. in you know through Ellen through her body language. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's frustrating to see as a fan, and it obviously as a player, um, it's frustrating for her, but. I, I just kind of seem, feel there's something to work on there for next season. You know, the delivery is there. Mm-hmm. The intent is there. The finishing just quite isn't quite there yeah. yet. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, yeah, it, it, it must be really, I mean, I, as a fan, it is frustrating, definitely frustrating to watch your club, you know, create all these opportunities, have the ball 80% of the match, 75% of the match. And then, you know, and sometimes not being able to create opportunities. And then when they do create opportunities, you know, and, and Manchester City's does create tons and tons and tons of opportunities. And some get matches, they, they converted them, you know, they, they would, you know, it would be clicking, clicking. But it was so, you know, and, and we'll have another separate episode, y'all, when we just break down the whole season. But but again, this match really, as you just said, you know, just really, you know, exemplified this is how the season has gone uh, where mm-hmm. it's like you have matches where they're just rolling people seven, nothing. And then matches like this, where it's like they create a, a billion opportunities. Manchester city's XG in this match was 4.3 and got one goal out of it. 
late. And I, I think as late, well, like in the seventy fifth minute, Ellen White finally yeah, exactly. converts. You know, in the seventy exactly. fifth minute. I, now that does include that four point three does include two penalties. So you know, which can is is, but they were both. You know, both of them didn't were not converted either no. so that's and, uh, and they weren't they were they were poorly sort of penalties in my opinion um and i think obviously um uh, oh what's the keeper called Ar- arnold is it can't remember mm-hmm. Mac- mackenzie arnold she um you know read that really well and they were both really quite simple easy saves for me actually um so that was like disappointing because obviously Chloe Kelly's our uh, pen taker as well, really. <laughs> and I think she's only missed mm-hmm. one penalty this season off the top mm-hmm. of my head. So, um, yeah, who's our pen taker now? I don't, <laughs> I don't right, really right. know. Uh, come, you know, come this summer, are we going to keep Rose? Are we going to keep Laval? Uh, are we going to keep uh, Muris? Are we going to keep Laval? Um, you know, all these questions at the moment. Um, obviously, heading into the summer, you know, it, it's it's yeah I, I think there's going to be some comings and goings for sure um but there are definitely areas we need to strengthen if you know we want to build on this season mm-hmm. you know with the players that we've got I am quite disappointed that we've not um had more success because I feel the team you know the names on the paper <laughs> on the team sheet you know they're top quality players and I'm not uh, knocking the effort or the application, you know, it's the first season under Gareth Taylor, you know, I, I think, you know, on reflection, it, you know, it's been relatively good, but it should have been better. Um, so, yeah, obviously he's still instilling his philosophy. I think that is really starting to show now. Um, but I think he needs to look at his teams and he needs to identify which kind, what kind of players will sort of just take us to that next level. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to let, let's go back to those penalty kicks though. I, I have to beg to differ though. The first one that Max, um, was it? Max McKenzie Arnold saved. I, I thought Sam Mewis's for that first penalty wasn't that bad. I mean, I, I, I thought know. that was, I thought that was a really I good watched, save. I, I thought I that was a good save. Again. Rose Lavelle, that the, the second one. Yeah. I'll give you that one. That was not good. That was poor. Um, but I, I kind of, I, I kind of felt they were both quite slow. Um, okay. and okay. not very, not very, de- not very decisive. You know, um, it, it wasn't as if they picked a spot. To me, um, okay. I think Sam opened up a little bit more, and just kind, you kind of, kind of like there was a little bit of hesitant for me, maybe. But I'll have to watch it again if you think differently. But th- that's the way I kind of saw it. No, I thought I no, I thought, and you know, I. I mean, Mackenzie Arnold read both of them well. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, she really did, and I, I think it's a lot more credit. A lot. Of you credit know, for two, her two, uh, two penalties, two penalty saves in in a game is absolutely sensational from a goalkeeper. Um, you know, and and you know, and I mean, she had other saves also. You know, in there, but those were yeah. obviously the two big ones. But you know, I mean, she was, you know, the the, the term, you know, she stood on her head to, you know, keep things, you know. Um, you know, and I think that I remember the commentator saying, you know, at the end is, you know, she, you know, she's really deserved a clean sheet. She's not going to get one, but she, she really deserved it because, you know, the, yeah. the amount of opportunities that, that she was able to stave off. But, but if you look though, you know, you know, you look at the, you know, the shots that, you know, that Manchester City took, um, you know, but, you know, Sam U.S. you know, started things off second minute, that shot was saved. Uh, from 27 feet, then Janine Becky. I mean, she was right in on Mackenzie Arnold there, you know, in the seventh minute. And Arnold was that saved the one that where one. was that the one where the ref, um, the lines person put up the offside flag, but the referee overruled it. I'm no, I don't, I no, I don't think that it was that one. I think this was at the near the very beginning of the game or close to the beginning. I think. Okay. Yeah. I thought that was, um, you know, but then, you know, then Ellen White's her shot, you know, uh, one minute later off target, Sam Mewis blocked, um, Lucy bronze 21st minute, uh, you know, her header was 
you know, off the mark. Um, let's see there. Sissoko from West Ham. She she almost like ran from one end of the field yeah. and pitched the other for that was the, a really to, good um, to get a goal. I mean, I was like, you know, it was too bad that she, you know, when she got that ball back, she she wasn't able to get it get it on target. You know, and then Caroline, yeah, speaking of Caroline Weir, she, you know, uh, a minute later she hits the woodwork. <laughs> you know, you know, with with her shot, same you as off, you know, off target. Lauren Hemp's shot blocked. Jeannie Becky again off target, um, blocked. Caroline Weir gets another one blocked, um, and you know is just blocked and off targets and and, and so forth. So, um, you know, it's I mean it's all across the board. You know, uh, West Ham had two shots, um, and again, you know, um, Ellie didn't have much work to do either <laughs> in this one. Um, there was no shot on target for the, for West Ham either. But at the end of the day, Ellie, though, go ahead. Ellie wasn't um, in goal, was she? It was um, Taib. That is correct. I apologize, y'all. <laughs> she was not because it was so. I was like. You know, I caught that. Yeah, you know, I caught this game at the end. So I was like, ever, ever, no, it's it's it, the only reason is because, um, obviously she was in a shout for the golden glove, but because she didn't play, um, uh, okay, obviously she's missed out. Again, my apologies, y'all. I was like, I was like, sure. I kept thinking the entire match. I'm watching this. I didn't so see used the to li- it, though. I didn't see the lineups. I, d- I didn't see the lineups. Like I knew who was on the field, and so this, so um, there was no work by Manchester City's goalie at all. Okay, um, no shots on target that West Ham is. So we never, I never saw Ellie on the on the field. So I just <laughs> assumed it was her. Um, but yeah. no, it, it was not. She's, so. played, she's pretty much played every game, so you would just assume that Ellie's, you know. Uh, in the start of 11. Um, and so forth. So um, besides the wasted opportunities, any other comments about this particular match from your point of view? Um, I'm a little bit more worried heading into the, the FA Cup, <laughs> if I'm honest. Um, for the, for the, the flashes of obviously um, Brilliance that we, I, we did see from West Ham were quite good. I mean, Sissoko was was great. Uh, Kenzal Dali's a, a fantastic player. I've really enjoyed watching her this season just overall. Um, you know, so, you know, Arnold had a really good game as well, like we've already touched upon. So um, they were certainly difficult to break down. And obviously with um, the FA Cup next week, obviously we're playing West Ham again. Um I'm sure from a West Ham perspective, there'll be a lot of positives they, they can carry into that game. And we've just got to, you know, really find a, find a performance against West Ham because if we perform like that, we need to be more clinical. We need to, you know, put this bed, game to bed and, and ensure that we're progressing in the FA Cup because it's a cup that we're going to be looking to retain. You know, it's... Um, uh, an important competition for us, so we definitely want to ensure our progression. And to do it, we've got to give a perfect, better performance. Yeah, anytime when you're trying to defend uh, defend a trophy, it's a big deal. And um, you know, you know, the City won the FA, you know, won the FA Cup um, last fall. Um, so obviously, they certainly want to retain it. But it's really interesting. You play West Ham at the last game of the season, have a really not so solid performance, obviously still get a, still get a W, but not so solid and then play them again in a knockout uh, type of situation it happens all the time. It seems, um, you know, so case in point uh, and so forth. Where's this game? Is this at the Academy as well, or is it going back to West Ham again? Uh, it's the Academy. Okay. Well, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe the site of all the blue seats will be, you know, better. You know, City seems to do pretty well at the Academy Stadium. Some of the stats in this match, though, you know, seventy-six uh, percent possession, expected five hundred and forty passes, eighty-two percent passing accuracy, five shots on target, out of twenty-three. Just, I, I just we got to let that sink in. Twenty-three shots, but only five on target. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's uh, shocking. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's shocking, and and so forth. So poor Caroline Weir again. She you know she has three shots, none of which on target. 
eight shot creating actions. Alex Greenwood had seven shot creating actions. Lucy Braun had five shot creating actions. Kara Walsh had four um, to round that out um, for cities as far as shot creating actions are concerned. Uh, pressure, Sam U.S. had 14 pressures. Ellen White had 13. Janine, Janine Becky had 12. And tackles, SMA Morgan had three. Lauren Hemp had three. Georgia Samway had three. Sam U.S. had two. Uh, so forth, not many blocks. Yep, Sam U.S. had three blocks as well. Uh, so forth. But what the interesting uh, stat line is uh, Sissoko's stat line where she has one shot one yellow card, 37 touches, 28 pressures, four tackles, eight interceptions, four blocks. I mean, just, I mean, she, you know, she puts up another performance like that next weekend. Um, it's going to also keep the hammers in the game um, as well. Solid performance from, from her, um, you know, and, and there's every reason to suspect that she'll probably have tried to put up another one. Uh, next weekend. So how is this team going to, in less than a week, you know, get become more clinical? Because that's all that's needed to put this thing to bed. Practice. <laughs> I would Maybe. assume they've been doing this for, for the entire <laughs> season. I don't know. I don't actually know what it is or what. I don't know if we we're just unlucky um wrong place wrong time um i don't I, I can't even pinpoint what the issue is uh to be honest but you know you have to ask you know if it was someone else would they be finishing that do you know what i mean um if that was me then would they, would they be finishing that if that was beth england would they be finishing that um but Sam we know, Hill. but un, but Probably. unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, we know the answer to that question. I mean, we yeah. know that that that's I, I, the story just, of Chelsea season. Yeah, I just kind of feel that um, you know, I I don't think it's it's there's nothing there's nothing wrong with expecting more from your players, and I just feel that um, you know, statistically, when you look at you know uh, you know goals converted in a season. Um, I would be disappointed if that was my striker and and that's where they were at in terms of what they've offered. Uh, and it's, you know, it's great that with City, you know, we do see that spray of goals, but, you know, when you, you're attacking, you know, you're, you're out and out striker, your poacher is in getting in those positions and not finishing. I it just has to, I have to ask a lot. I've got a lot of questions. You know what I mean. Um, but you know, so I, you know, I, and it's. But the thing of it is, though, it's really weird. You know, because if you look at, if you can, because th- there's there's no there's no mistake about it. Chelsea and Manchester City, top two teams in the league overall. There's no questions. I mean, you, you could make a question and argument about Arsenal and so forth because, I mean, they're one of the best offensive teams. I mean, they're, they're, obviously there is a definitive top three and four. But really, all season long, Manchester City and Chelsea are the two best teams. No doubt about it. I mean, where do you see ever in a league where one team loses one game and they don't win a, the title? Manchester City yeah. only lost one league game all season, and they are two points behind the eventual champion. That's how good Chelsea has been. That's how mm-hmm. good Manchester City also has been. If you look at finishing, like clinical finishing of goals versus expected goals season-wide for both teams – Manchester City's actual expected goals versus actual goals is better than Chelsea's. But that's frustrating. Because that's but again, the... that just shows just how many we're missing. Um, yeah, it's... You know, because we're 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 create we're a creative team. You know, we right. we're an attacking team and, and that's the frustrating part is that you know we've had the opportunity to put these beds to game, you know, these games to bed. 
these draws, these games where we should on should have gone on and got more, you know, um, and we haven't. And you have, you know, if we want to, if we want to compete, and we want to be better than Chelsea next season, then we've got to look at our weaknesses. And unfortunately, up top is our weakness at the moment. Mm-hmm. And it's, but it, I think what it comes down to, what it appears to come down is to, is overall consistency. That you know, it's like because you know, if you looking at the 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 score lines of these matches, if you look at Chelsea's score lines of their of their matches, it's pretty consistent across the board. They're scoring two or three, four goals a game, if not more, every you know, every time. You know, where you look at City and they're they're like, you know, they'll score seven in one match, then score one. Their XG will be the same in both, right? Their XG in like Bristol City were like four point two, and and then but then the next game they'll score only one, and their XG will be four point two. So they're creating the same amount of opportunities pretty much every single game, with the exception uh, of of a couple of, of a couple you know blips here and there, or playing against Chelsea and so forth. But it's just consistency, where it's just like one game, as we just said, one game they'll consistently finish. And the next game they won't consistently finish, and 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 that to me is more of a mentality issue rather than you know a physical one, because obviously they know, obviously they've been able to do it, you know they can do it, they've done it. That's not the issue, you know. It's just like but, but we're not doing it now, Keith. That's, that's right, right. Issue. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, so the mentality, you know, the mentality piece is, is, is somewhat missing, you know, and it's like, yeah, I would expect someone like Ellen White to score more than 10 goals mm. on a, on a Manchester like, City side. But you look at the way we started this season. I mean, this is this is like your next episode. This is like this is. <laughs> this yeah, we're, is get, we're, we're getting into the weeds uh, of wrapping the like, season up. But 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it just. You know, we've 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 bought like five players in in the summer, top quality players. Come on, like you know, Lucy Bronze, Alex Greenwood, Chloe Kelly. You know, Samuels, Rose Lavelle, five quality players that should should have. You know, and and I do believe that they, that mentality, that winning mentality. I do believe that that has come through in performances you know like I spoke to you before about you know those games where we've really fought to the end and managed to get some out of the game you know probably last season for us that would have been a struggle you know but this season we you know I do feel that we're on a trajectory I really do and I, I, I feel there's a little bit more work to do um I think Gareth would probably say that there's more work to be done uh, as well um, and you know he could probably reflect on the season and say that he is happy. You know we took it to the wire, we took it to the last day of the season, and you know we've been competing at the top of the table. And you know uh, I, I think they probably will be disappointed with the running the Champions League. But as far as everything else, I think you know we've we've done quite well. We've really shown you know what we can do, and um, it's just fine that bit of fine tuning now and and getting those right players in now to just elevate the squad and, and to take it a bit further. I don't want to be um, second fiddle to Chelsea <laughs> anymore. Do you know what I mean? Because I believe that we've got the quality uh, to succeed with this team. And I think, you know, we've waited long enough now. I kind of felt as though these, in if we couldn't maybe do it with these players, that hopefully, you know, the likes of possibly Sam Mewis would, you know, would stay on with us and, and, just give a little bit more time to, you know, um, just like I said, just fine tune and, and carry it into next season and just see how it goes. Uh, because I do feel that, you know, it's positive. I, I like everything that Gareth's brought into the squad. Um, I like that for so, philosophy. Philosophy, kind of say that word, philosophy that he's instilling, instilling into the team. Um you know, it's different to that that we had under Nick Cushion, and I really do feel that that is uh, beginning to reflect in the performances. 
Um, I do just feel it's a matter of, of getting more out of the players and, and, and getting more support, you know, because we've lost our depths towards the end of the season as well. You know, we've, we've obviously lost Chloe, you know, Heifer Mannion, you know, she's not had much of a part to play. I don't know what her future looks like. Um, you know, will Janine obviously sign a new contract now that obviously Chloe Kelly, you know, it, it, it means that she could possibly get more game time. Yep. Um, obviously, Dal Kemp has come in. She's done a fantastic job since the winter window, since January. Uh, really pleased with what she's done. So there's a lot of questions surrounding this team at the moment. So this summer is going to be really interesting. I mean, it really is. And, and again, we're going to have a whole show about that. About that. But but I, I think, though, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, I, I, and that's why I want to do a whole show, you know, kind of with some distance away from the, the end of the season, because because. It 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 has taken though Emma an extraordinary, unprecedented season that Chelsea's put together to win the title. Again, the second place team was two points behind and only lost once. Yeah, One, I mean, you know, and, and you know when it you know when all the chips were on the table, you know, yeah, it was you know it ended up being a two two draw. Uh, you know, at the end of the season between the two sides, that's how close they are, you know, and, you know, and, you know, and sure, we could, we could say easily, we could easily say that, you know, better finishing, more consistent finishing here and there might be the, you know, could have made the difference in, in, you know, turning a, a what would it, what ended up being a draw into a win, you know, and, and there are games in particular early in the season that kind of, el- you know, el- uh, illustrate that. Um, but it, it, but, I think I want to I want to say though, and I said this, you know, on the the Chelsea show, that you know what Chelsea did was just absolutely extraordinary, and the fact that you know, I think any other season Manchester City would have won the title. Uh, it just took a massively incredible effort by Chelsea to pull it off this year, uh, and they did. The re- reality is, is they did. Um, but it, it's going to be interesting because, you know, I think Chelsea is going to want to stay on top. Um, they've got a mountain to climb. They want to be the best in Europe. And so does Manchester City. Uh, I have no doubt in my mind that the, the folks in the, the board at Manchester City want the women's team to be the best in Europe, too. Um, you know, it's too bad that not you know, only one of them can, <laughs> you know. Um, but I, I, I have full faith that the board at Manchester city wants to be the best. Uh, and, you know, I think it's a really excellent point. Emma Hayes has been at Chelsea for what, nine years, nine years now, you know, and then this I'm is not counting, to be honest. Uh, and, well, well, this is nine years. This has been a nine year project for Chelsea to get to where they are now um, and so forth. And so this is, you know, next season is year two for Garrett, you know, Garrett Taylor. I'm assuming he's staying. Uh, I would assume he's, he's going to be, uh, be there next season uh, and so forth. But you're right. There are a lot of questions to sort through about who's staying, who's going. There are, there are definitely going to be some, some people leaving. Uh, there are rumors all over the place amongst, you know, a number of different players going which way and that way. Um, the city's pretty well known for keeping their players from what I understand. Um, but, you know, um, there are rumors like, for example, you know, there are rumors that Sam Lewis wants to go back to the NWSL, which their season starts, you know, um, their season starts this weekend. Uh, you know, that Sam wants to go to North Carolina. Uh, there was even a rumor out there that Rose Lavelle was going to lay on. I really don't see that. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's really a lot of different questions uh, that abound there. We have the Olympics coming up. I know Garrett Taylor said something about that he has not had conversations with Sam and with Rose Lavelle about whether or not they're staying or going anywhere. Uh, and then will not happen until the, after the season is over. Um, so we'll see, but it's going to be very, very interesting. But do you, but let me ask you, Emma, you're, you've been a city fan forever and ever and ever. Do you have faith in your board that, that they're, they want to be the best in the world that they want to challenge Chelsea and knock them off the perches uh, Sir Alex Ferguson used to say about Liverpool. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, no doubt. I mean, the club's intentions is the same as the fans, is that, you know, we want to succeed. We believe that, you know, we're good enough. And um, I don't think that they're going to... Um, I, I think they'll do some serious business and sign some players with intent, you know, just like we've seen in the last couple of transfer windows. Um, no doubt that it's it's not going to be... A, a, a not not going to be a quiet summer for City mm-hmm. um, in terms of business. So... Yeah, just looking forward to seeing what that looks like now and, um, you know, obviously ready to get behind the team again and, and go again next season. I'm excited. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I, overall, I'm, I am happy with what we've done this season. Um, it's just tinged with a bit of, I think we could have done better at times, but mm-hmm. that's football. <laughs> that, is, that is football. That is football um, and, and so forth. And um, so... You know, and, and that's why I like to like to do the se- season-ending shows like a few weeks after you know the season's over to kind of you know to kind of have a little bit of distance, a little bit more perspective, you know, on on the season and and, and so forth. But um, because I imagine there are a lot of fans that that are, I imagine a lot of city fans are disappointed um, because they 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 see as you've said, you know, what what the talent pool that's on the table and you know a lot of matches that that could have gone either way and and went in the in the wrong way you know uh due to a number of different factors and so forth but we'll get to that get to that uh wrap up when the the time comes so we we talked about west ham we're playing we we've seen west ham we know what west ham is about i assume they're going to do nothing different this weekend i assume manchester city is going to do nothing different um, you know, going into this weekend, except practice a lot of shooting, maybe I don't know. Uh, over the week, um, you know, uh, do you expect anything different as far as planning, strategy, tactics? You know, this weekend? Uh, not really. No, I, th- I think you know we'll go as strong as we can in terms of squad. Um, because like I said, this is, this is an important uh, cup competition for us, and, and we want to progress. Obviously, um, it means that the winner will go to the quarterfinals, you know, so it's a, a big step in terms of progression in the co- in the competition itself. So, yeah, um, obviously from the weekend, I think West Ham will be sort of quite happy heading into this one. Obviously now maybe a little bit more confidence, you know, obviously they've been able to keep us at bay and at times look like they, they could have found um, a goal. So, I think that'll give them a bit of a boost and uh, we'll bolster the side heading into it. Uh, we've just got to ensure that obviously we're on top of our game and we can go and, well, we're at home. So just get the job done. Well, I, I'm going to, my prediction is that is, um, City is going to batter them. I think, I think they, I think this, this club, you, you, you could see, the very very muted celebration lack thereof at the whistle there wasn't a whole lot of jumping up and down and smiling and this is great we just you know won this great game there was not i didn't see any of that i just was like okay it's over we're done uh i think they're gonna want to put a stamp on the season um and um and, and so i think they're gonna put it to west ham i think there's gonna be you're going to have one of those days where there are going to be multiple chances at goal and, and a good number of them are going to get converted. So I, I see, um, I see like four nil, you know, written all over it um, to, to put a stamp of the season. Um, I know that they, they're going to miss Chloe. I know they miss Steph. Um, and, you know, I think that's, um, that plays into it as well, you know, missing two really important players and so forth, but there is enough talent you know, on the pitch for Manchester City to, to you know, um, to put three or four past um, Miss Miss Arnold. <laughs> you know, so yeah. that's my prediction. Move on to the quarterfinals and so forth. Uh, what are your thoughts about the, the format of the FA Cup where, you know, you start the first couple of rounds and then stop it and then, like they did this season, uh, stop it and then, finish the rest with reformulated teams in the final eight, four and two. I hate it. Okay. 
I, I haven't spoken to anyone who likes it. I don't like it, but you know, but hey. No, I, I obviously I understand the reasons behind it. Um I'm just glad it's uh you know it's a prestigious competition. Uh so much history steeps uh, around the FA Cup. I'm just sort of glad that it's a competition that we can still play in. Um it's great obviously for those lower league teams, especially that obviously get their opportunity as well. And, mm-hmm. you know, like of Huddersfield, obviously still in the competition, which is just fantastic to see at this round, at this uh, stage. So, yeah, um, it's weird, obviously, because, you know, fifth round, you're just kind of looking ahead to kind of Wembley and, and the hopes that you can can get there. Um, but it's almost way too far ahead, way too far away to even think about at the moment. Um Obviously, uh, would love nothing more than to to get to Wembley and and enjoy the the day out that we sort of missed last season with mm-hmm. the fans. Yeah. So uh, that would be amazing. But I think you know, I think it's it's one of those fixtures, though. To be honest, Keith, that regardless of who you support, um, if you support the women's game, it's it's sort of one of those games that you just want to go along to. You know, Wembley is such an incredible stadium. It's a mm-hmm. national stadium for for us. So. Um, yeah, it's an incredible place to go, and uh, it's always a, a great occasion. Whoever's playing in that final, so yeah, we, we want to get there, obviously. But yeah, it, it's 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 just very very strange because I almost feel that obviously with with Sunday's game and the talk at the end of the season that it's it's kind of done. But then it's kind of like you have to switch your mind to think, oh yeah, mm-hmm. there is still sort of like that that one right. last game to go mm-hmm. when you've kind of written off the season already. So. Yeah, still, still, obviously, a, a bit of work to do. Yeah, and, and very important because I mean, it, you know, it is the it is the most prestigious domestic cup um, out there, um, anywhere. Um, I mean, I, one of the things I love love one of my hobbies is learning about history, and I've learned a lot about English football history. And and uh, there's so many stories I've read about you know teams. Uh, fans traveling to Wembley, you know, and how much of a huge deal, that, you know, uh, for fans, particularly fans from the north. Uh, it's you a know, great, honestly, great you know, day out. I've got to be honest. Um, I went, I went to a cup final once, and I, the, I was so excited about going. Um, mm-hmm. And the week before I was due to go, I think I was going to watch Chelsea and Tottenham men in in uh, like a cup final, like Carabao Cup final or something like that. And the week week before I went, I broke my leg at work. Mm. <laughs> I oh, fell no. down some st- I fell down some stairs, and I was like, I was just so excited about going. I was like. Um, I was like the doctor was going. We need to put you know, like in a cast. So I was like crying, going, "No, I need to walk at Wembley Way. Like, there's no way. Mm-hmm. Like, I, <laughs> you know, like he's like, you need to have it in a cast. Like, you've got no choice." And I was so devastated. Like, I didn't think I'd be able to go, and I, I pushed through it. I was in so much pain, and I made sure that I was. I made sure that I went to that game, and I've I've never been in so much pain in all my life. But I literally like. Got like crutches, and I was just like going oh, for man. it all the way at Wembley, and it's such a long walk as well. And mm-hmm. the stadium is so big, like it's unbelievable. But it was one of the most incredible atmospheres like I've ever experienced. And a, a full Wembley is amazing, but mm-hmm. um, the, the FA Cup final for the women's game, it this it like it grows in terms of like the attendance and and it, as a spectacle you know more fans more fans are going i mean i remember chatting to loads of fans there that you know were uh, newcastle fans aston villa fans and they were just they just wanted to go and enjoy a great day out and uh, and that's the beauty of the game is that you know you get that opportunity to to go and watch and you're guaranteed to watch a fantastic game of football as well mm-hmm. yeah uh yeah and and i think that you know Though as much as we might hate the format of it being spread out over two seasons, but it does give the opportunity for, you know, all goes well, fingers crossed and whatever, it all goes well with, you know, with uh, rolling out an open reopening of, of life in general and football life in general for, for fans that the FA final will actually have possibly a full stadium, uh, you know, or a potential full stadium uh, for a final at Wembley, you know, coming up in the fall. Um, so there, there is the advantage of the format uh, of having an FA final, you know, coming up in the fall that will be with fans. Um, 
you know, all goes well because I know that. And uh, hopefully, as well, we will have uh, the Conti Cup, and hopefully, um, not the Conti Cup. Sorry, the um, Community Shield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Community Shield, Community Shield, another... I call it. Yeah, yeah. but um, hopefully in September, you know, that'll be sort of like the opener. Uh, to kick off, kick off the season and a bit of a pre-season finisher. So, yeah, that that would be exciting if if fans potentially could go up to, along to that one as well. I don't see why not at the rate things are going now. Um, and so far, I know that Boris Johnson has, has you know, put y'all into an, a newer level um, as effective today um, and so forth as far as lifting some of the restrictions and things like that as far as gatherings and things like that. But I think it also – didn't it also – open it up now that that fans could go back uh at like a quarter capacity of stadiums or 10,000 yeah, into that I think, it, I think it was up to 10,000 so everything that they've announced today I think comes into effect from next week so next Monday mm-hmm. um so yeah I mean it's it's fantastic yeah I think what you know what we've needed is some good news um it just mm-hmm. seems yep. Now everything's moving in the in the right direction, and and long may it continue. Because wow, it's been a long time since yeah. we've been able to draw to to just enjoy normal normality, really. Yeah, uh, they announced uh, the soccer team, the football team here in Atlanta. They announced last week that they will be uh, starting next weekend. They will go to one hundred percent capacity. Um, you know, starting next week. And I'm just like, what? 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 I mean, yeah, you know, um, you know, and when we have a huge stadium in Atlanta, you know, um, you know, the full capacity is like 85,000, but, you know, typically they open up um, the bottom bowl, which is, you know, 45,000, but still 45,000, uh, you know, at the stadium in Atlanta coming up next weekend um, and so forth. And so it's, it's like, wow, okay, things are slowly going back. And, you know, as yeah. I mentioned at the, before we started, you know, my family went out for a, a day, a day out for the first time in 14 months, you know, um, this past weekend. And, and so, yeah, um, you know, and also y'all, it is Mother's Day in Mexico. So, Feliz Dia Las Madres. Uh, for those people in folks in Mexico, uh, you know, so it's Mother's Day in Mexico. I don't know how they ended up with, with a day uh, Mother's Day in Mexico on a Monday, but that's how it works. <laughs> All right. So, Emma, thank you for joining us. Um, I hope that when we speak again, uh, you know, um, after, you know, after West Ham and the FA Cup, you know, hopefully, you know, they'll have gone through to the, to the quarters and and, uh, you know, put a better note on the end of this end of the season for Manchester City. I'm sure they will. So thank you for joining us again, Emma. <laughs> Tomorrow we will talk with Josh, who is quietly celebrating uh, Arsenal, uh, you know, uh, his prediction that Arsenal was going to make the top three at the end of the season. He predicted it. He had confidence in his in his club uh, that they would pull through, and they have. So he will celebrate tomorrow when we meet, we talk about Arsenal uh, in the weekly feature there tomorrow. So in the meantime, everybody, uh, we are closing out for Big Monday. I know this one was a little bit long, but hey, you know, we got a lot to cover, y'all. Um, so remember that the light is out there. Please acknowledge it. Please let it become part of you. Unfortunately, we do need to acknowledge the fact that the darkness is out there as well. Please do not ever, under any circumstances, let the darkness affect you or hug you or get even close to you. If it does, if it does, please get help for yourself to get help for each other. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And England is burning, is closing for today. We will talk to you. Thank you so much, y'all, for liking this video. Thank you so much for sharing this video. If you do not want to see my pretty face, go to the podcast. Just listen. Okay? Just listen to it. Okay? We're on every single podcast platform out there. So thank you so much for, for watching. Thank you so much for listening. And we are out for Monday. Thank you very much. We're out.